Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, uh, what was this called again? Far From Home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. But, but they're back. Oh my God. This is too weird. So loudly that I think your voice is going to leak into my mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we are currently. Whoa. IRL seeing each other you're not even you're not even looking at my face i know because i don't want to stare at your face it's really awkward that's true it is a little awkward to just stare at each other's face yeah so hi this is weird we we're are back in toronto irl yeah we it are. is december yes we are back in canada finally um it was a long journey to get here. Okay, wait, wait. And on that long journey, I have to call Jason out. <laughs> we booked tickets first from... Okay, my, my flight was supposed to be... Okay, yes. no, it still is. Yeah. Singapore to Tokyo. Tokyo yeah. to Vancouver. Vancouver to Toronto. Yeah. And this... And we had, booked, we had booked tickets together so that we can be on the same flights from tr- Tokyo to Vancouver to Toronto. And this guy ditched me <laughs> so hard because you, you you went to the States um, a few weeks earlier and basically yes. fucked over my flight plans, basically. I, I had a sudden last minute uh, work trip. It wasn't that last. It was like, but it was after I booked the tickets, actually. And the logistics just eventually made more sense to just go back straight to Canada after that trip you asshole and so alex got left alone in asia for an extra three weeks yep. also hence why we couldn't record and we had no more episodes yep but we're in toronto actually we're not in toronto right now no but we're in canada yeah we're in ontario yeah so mm-hmm. where are we can you pronounce the name of the city we're in town pet pet tanguishin Sure. I said that right. I think. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even going to try and yeah. try, try, try and say that, but it's a scary little town up North. Wait, what? Outside. People have been city. Almost nothing but nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What is this episode about today? Um, this episode, uh, I titled it on the dock, the cottage episode, but it has nothing to do with the cottage itself. Actually. Uh, maybe it can do with the area that we're in though. Um, and the episode is about, I guess, what I'm going to call reverse culture shock. Can you give some context as to why we're here, who we're here with, what's a cottage? Oh, oh, for the people who don't know what cottages are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so every year, our group of friends, um, we used to do this twice a year, would go to this place called The Cottage. Why are you saying it this way? Well, I don't know. In case you don't know what a cottage is, I'm just trying to get the definition. And the cottage, okay, is basically a second house, but it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in the woods next to a, a lake or something. And there are people from the city who tend to be richer and they have these cottages up north and they'll drive up every weekend, like two hours to go to their cottage and like chill on the lake and drink beer. Yeah. Drink beer and shoot guns and do whatever they do up here. And then they drive back down every weekend. Um, But as a group of friends, we usually rent out a cottage 
used to be twice a year. Now it's only once with us. Actually, no, they they still go. Yeah, twice yeah, a year. yeah. But we're just not yeah. in there. So so normally we have a summer cottage, which is like where we do all our like summertime activities. We go kayaking, we go fishing. They do all these like random things. Mm-hmm. And then winter cottage is where normally it's technically a ski trip as well, ski yeah. slash snowboard. Yeah. Um, this time around, I think we realized that our friend group doesn't really like snowboarding or skiing that much. It's mainly like nope. a few of us. Maybe three or four out of 10 people. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're, yeah, we're in this pretty nice, um, like 3,000, maybe. F- I think it's 5,000. 5,000 square foot house. Cottage. Cottage. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty sick. Yeah. So. Reverse culture shock. Okay. Um, I guess everyone knows what culture shock is generally, right? So you, you know, most people in this world, you grow up and you lived in one culture your mm-hmm. whole life. And then you go abroad someday and everything's foreign to you and you're shocked. Yes. Culture shock. Yes. But then as the months go on, if you live, if you actually live there, you sort of get used to things and you adjust. It's mm-hmm. part of the natural cycle. Mm-hmm. And what reverse culture shock is, is when you go back to your original culture and you get shocked again of all the differences from the culture that you just got acclimatized to. to. Yeah. Yeah. So my question was, did you have anything that shocked you when you came back? Dude, the freaking public transit sucks (laughs) in Toronto. I forgot how bad it was. I had to go downtown and the trains were slow unresponsive stopped randomly were there crazy people on the trains there were i mean like that too so the other part of reverse culture shock was seeing like all the um panhandlers basically beggars yeah. asking for money yeah we and had i that. forgot that they went on trains the trains i actually think they the, before they wouldn't go on the trains themselves but now they do it seems they're bold they yeah, the yeah they're getting more and more bold for sure inflation is getting to them it much well, like for sure the rest of us yeah um yeah, I, 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 how about you? What 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 kind of culture think, shock did you get? I think similarly with the transit here. Um, but so originally I went to San Francisco first. And then, for yeah. example, like the transit there is also like hot garbage, like here. Actually, it's even worse than Toronto. It's like non-existent technically. So that's why it's bad. Yeah. And then I was meeting my friends who were like a 20, 30 minute, whatever, ride away and mm-hmm. i was like okay i'm gonna hop on the train see you and they were like what did he just say you can't get around here <laughs> like he's taking the train and then and then like i went down there and then i it just like became like hell on earth wait what like druggies on the train or yeah just like it's like a very sad scene in san francisco um right now and i had this like realization again that in north america Mm -hmm. transit public transit is for the lower class the poor which like sucks to say but it's very clear when you go on any transit in north america i did forget that i forgot about that because for me and like everyone rides the train in japan everyone rides the train in singapore yeah rich or poor it's just the fastest way to get point a to point b yeah. And I forgot that like, oh, like there's a huge class divide depending on what type of transit you take here. 
But the thing is, you technically don't have to take the train. You um, like you're borrowing your parents' car. Yeah. Whereas I elected to not renew my insurance, <sighs> so I'm actually not driving my car. Oh my god! Which is really sad because it's the car that I paid for and I chose, and like I learned how to drive manual in and <laughs> all this shit. But I'm not gonna get to drive it. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was like the biggest thing. The other thing is just like people talking to you. Wait, what? Oh, okay. like just like when you're just like chilling in public or talking with a friend, someone will just come up and like say something. Yeah. Um. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah, yeah. It just like I guess for me, I, I obviously I don't think for the people saying these things, it's not their intention at all. But for me, yeah. it just comes off as like super aggressive. Like everyone here is minding their own business. Hyper aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so one actual scenario that happened to me was I was just on the TTC, the Toronto Transit Commission, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I was just listening to music. Yeah. Or no, I was with my girlfriend going downtown. Yeah. And then one of the panhandlers came over uh, and instead of like asking for money, he was like, do you have a lighter? Yeah. We're that's quite, I've heard that before. A freaking train. Yeah. Why would he need a lighter? <laughs> Even if I had one, I wouldn't give to it to up. him, right? <laughs> to light up what? You're you're in the train. Smoke. Yeah. You're gonna light the freaking train on fire, man. Like but to light up his cigarette or whatever. Or something or rather. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like stupid shit like that. Like like w- w- that that would never happen. No. Outside of North America. No. I, I went two years in Japan and didn't have like a single incident like that on a train no one talks to you in japan people run away from ah, the thought of lovely. conversation lovely yeah are yeah. there things that you miss from like i don't know it's not reverse culture shock it's like unculture shock yeah yeah, yeah. but like what do you miss the most uh yeah sure yeah um i think it's not something that i personally necessarily miss but something that like when I come back here, I feel that's a, a big contrast to Japan. And I think that's like, again, not the place of value judgment on it, but it's a, like a good part of our society here that like, I'm happy that our society has this yeah. is just like the freedom for individuals to basically just live the life you want to live. Just be who you want to be, mm-hmm. say what you want to say, do what you want to do. No constraints so long as you're not harming anyone else. What do you so it feels like you're you're kind of clawing at this idea. Yeah. Like you're like going so what what is this thing that it's just it's just the freedom to live the life that you want to live. Um because in Japan, right? I would say that obviously like no one's forcing you to do any sort of certain job or profession or anything in Japan. But society has all these expectations on people. Like if you are a young male, if you are a middle-aged female, you act, you behave like this. You say these things, you dress this way. Oh, I see. It's very templated in a sense. And obviously if, if you are in Japan and you agree with those things, it's very easy to fit in. It's very easy. It's a very comfortable life. Like this is me and I'm comfortable but if you don't fit in, it's tough. You stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. You basically get outed by a society. You get outed by society. Yeah. R.I.P. 
but here in Canada, it's like you can be whoever you want to be, and society is okay with that. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. North what a America. nightmare. Who, I know. Who let that happen? I wouldn't want to be like that. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Give me some order. And yourself? Um, I mean, it's a topic that everyone, we, we talk about all the time, but it's the price of things. You and miss. No, 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 not miss. Uh, kind of. Okay. Yeah. I would say that over the past like two years. Yeah. Things, things in Singapore have not gotten more expensive yeah, whatsoever. Same, same with Japan. There's zero, I mean, like there's like what, 1.5, 1. 2% inflation. Yeah. But I came back to Toronto and then uh, there's like a sushi place near, yeah. near my house. Yeah. The special that I would always get and I always get, I've been getting for the past like four or five years mm-hmm. in Toronto because I live right above it. That went up 26% mm-hmm. in cost. Mm-hmm. It's like, Dude, if you went to a hawker center in Singapore and you raise prices by 26%, oh, yeah. Yeah, the locals are going to like revolt <laughs> and like bring their pitchforks and just like fuck you up. Like hard. <laughs> They're going to like screw you over because there's there, there's no reason to. And it begs the question of like, I don't know, not really meant for this talk, uh, podcast, but like, why is the, why, why is Canada like this? Why are prices of things going up so much mm-hmm. while like, I'm not making that much more or my friends aren't making that much more money over mm-hmm. the past two years. So why, why is cost of living going up? Like why are groceries getting more expensive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Wait, so that's what you miss the most or no, is it, what what is it mi- the sushi? No, the, the, I guess the thing that I miss the most is like prices oh, the, haven't changed like the, like the in fact Singapore. that you have price stability and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah I, I see I, that. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. It's just really yeah. fucked up in Toronto. And of then, course. Yeah. It's, it's so destructive. It's bad for, Almost everyone in society. Yeah. Everyone's just trying to make a living, but yeah. Getting fucked. It does. It does in a sense feel like things are getting tougher and tougher every year here. Okay. But I don't know about in Singapore, but in Japan, like I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's some utopia and everything's great and life Mm -hmm. is getting better for everyone. But at least you have the guarantee obviously no one's guaranteeing it but that your prices will not go up every year that yeah. you have some stability yeah and you could plan for the future accordingly yeah oh another thing i miss the the per like superb urban planning or just i don't okay. know the way the government works in singapore okay so so you miss having a highly functional government. Yeah, I really miss having a highly functional government that actually gives a shit in like urban development yeah. and planning yeah. and making sure that its citizens have what they need, basically. Okay. Because oh. what, what I always tell my friends is that, okay, like, yeah, Singapore is a great place to live. Uh, taxes are, I don't know, a third of what I would normally pay in Toronto, in Canada. Yeah. But what's crazy is the taxes are a third of what you would normally pay. Yeah. But the the services that you get the way that um the city actually helps you and makes life not worth living but like just better in general yeah i mean imagine how many more people would be happy in toronto if their commute was another it was like 35 percent less yeah like it make everyone's lives way better but instead we have like bureaucracy and like i don't know very yep. Yep. questionable people trying to run and and just make these decisions but in actuality, they're just like benefiting themselves or like yeah. people around them. Yeah. Okay, there, Lee Kuan Yew. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I don't know. It's just rough. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I think if, if you look anywhere in the world, though, Singapore has one of the most um, efficient and well-run governments. It's almost unfair because they're planning. Like, yeah, if anything, all. Singapore's planning is top-notch. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I... I came back to Toronto. I went to my friend's house and then there was so much fucking construction. Yeah. The construction here these days, it, it's not even the fact that they're doing construction. Like obviously you got to build the city. But for me, it's two things. One is how long it takes here. Yeah. It's like road closed for one year. And then it's actually three years. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how, like why, why is the road closed for one year? Like in, in Japan, they can... Um, put together a road down the street in like a weekend. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah why exactly. does it take a year here? Exactly. Like they, they have like the little like anime person bowing down and yeah, say, yeah, sorry yeah. for this inconvenience, yeah. inconvenience. This will be done by yeah. this date. And, and almost always they, they hit it. Yeah. yeah if yeah. not earlier. Almost always. And this, the other thing I hate here is how like they just seem to not care about how shitty poorly things are run. Or, or like when they're doing construction, just like the signage and instructions, it's just like a free for all. Like the intersection is closed off two lanes. It's like figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, free, like do whatever you think is right. Yeah. It's a mess. Like very little thought is put into it when they shut down two out of three lanes on a major road. Yeah. That transports like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people every single day. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. But you can be who you want to be. Yeah. And no one's going to force you. And you got to pay three times the taxes compared <laughs> to Singapore. <laughs> when you think about it, Singapore has one government for 6 billion people. And the greater Toronto area has probably 20 governments, 20 mayors. Yeah. And like municipalities. For municipalities and- for the same amount of people. So the inefficiencies are real here. Yeah. Yeah. Things don't run as smoothly in Toronto. And speaking of real. Okay. The real is question. Okay. Are you looking forward to going back? I would say I am. Um, <gasps> obviously, there's. <laughs> okay. I mean, what, what's clear is that. Okay. I live, I've lived in Singapore for about 2.5 years Mm -hmm. and I have a life in Singapore and there are many things that I enjoy there that I really cannot enjoy in Toronto. Right. Such as getting Uh, on a train and not fearing for your life. Yeah. That, um, I don't know, like just safety in general. Yeah. Safety. Obviously it's weird because you can't put a price on it. Right. It's not like I'll pay, I'm paying $50 to be safe today. And you can't define it. No, but the feeling of personal safety, yeah, is priceless, I will say. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. Um, I forgot how sketchy people can be in Toronto. Not going to lie. Like, walking around downtown, I'm just like, yeah, there's some dark-ass alleyways that I would yeah, probably just like, never want to walk down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what else do I miss? I don't know. The food. Oh, um, I miss the food. I... So after getting a taste of being the majority race <gasps> in the city that you live in, okay, do you look forward to coming back to that? Like that being your day-to-day again? Yeah. Yeah. I actually like up here at the cottage. Ooh, ooh. cottage. <laughs> uh, 
I actually feel very uncomfortable being outside in yeah. public. I, yeah. I don't know if you noticed today, okay. but Alex here and my other friends did some grocery shopping <laughs> and I didn't want to leave the car. Oh, wait, really? Like, that's why? I thought you were just too lazy to like... No, I, like, I, I don't care about doing grocery shopping, but I, I hate going to small towns in Canada and being in public. I yeah. hate it. I, I think people outside of Canada or not outside of North America, they don't realize, yeah, sure, there might be like 20% immigrants in Toronto or something. They're all in two cities in the country or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not even that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas there's like tons and tons of smaller towns, smaller cities where like it's like 95, if not more. No, it's like 99%. In, like, yeah, 99% Caucasian. And yeah. Yeah, not going to lie. I make sure to like really pronounce my words in English I just know. so that they know they like yo don't don't mistake that I'm a fob or something like yeah. I was born here and I don't know some some people are racist in these cities I, I mean yeah but they're racist yeah like they're racist people anywhere of course yeah but I don't know it, it just sucks because we were born here it does we lived here for like 23 24 25 years yeah but I don't know people still still feel that way i've 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 thought this my whole life since i was a kid like it, isn't it sort of funny how i could be born and grow up in one country this country my whole life yeah but i can't go more than an hour outside <laughs> the city without feeling like people are looking at me like i'm some foreigner or treated like an outsider yeah def, like the way people talk to you the way people yeah but What's interesting is that if the inverse happened in Tokyo, it'd be even worse. Like imagine if, if, if I some was a blonde kid that yeah. was born in Tokyo that has like no Japanese or Asian blood in them. Yeah. They look white as hell. They're, they're going to be questioned their entire life. Yeah. They're, Everywhere they're, they go, it's going to be, where are you from? Yeah. Oh, when are you going back? Oh, your Japanese is very good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, you speak so well. How many, how many years have you been learning? That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, that's but true. I feel like in Singapore, it'd be less different because there, there, what's funny is in Singapore, there are certain qualities that you can have mm -hmm. that basically like give you the stamp of local approval. Mm. If you can speak English, mm, you're, you're local. Yeah, you're local. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll adopt you and ex accept you. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I've always like, I've always found that so, I know the word's not ironic, but just like funny my whole life that I could go to some rural town in Japan and walk around for the day and not feel like people are looking at me like I'm a alien. And then you open your mouth and they're like, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah. as long as I shut Look up. Who the fuck is, is he? <laughs> like, even when I go to these small towns now, I can usually talk to the people and like hold a good, decent conversation. That's no problem. Okay. Okay. Now. Um, but yeah, I can't do that in, or you could try in, in Canada. I don't know. And I, again, not that people are necessarily racist. A lot of it is just lack of exposure, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but just feeling different in quote unquote, your own country mm. is, yeah. is a weird feeling. But in a way, coming back to Toronto makes me feel that nothing's changed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same. It's the same Toronto that I left two and yeah. a half years ago. Yeah, and yeah, 
it's been really easy to just hang out with my friends again and yeah, have it feel the exact same as it did back then. That was actually the most surprising thing to me when I came back. Oh, okay. Just how little it felt like everyone's changed. Everyone's like time, like frozen in time. Yeah. Like as if 24 hours passed and I came back instead of two years. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, but like the past two years mm-hmm. of myself living in Japan alone, mm-hmm. going through COVID, everything, that whole experience, like we're going to the office every day. And then that email saying, go work from home. Mm-hmm. Then dealing with the relationship at that time, Yikes. dealing with getting a new job, starting the new job, mm-hmm. getting to a point of being comfortable with the new job and whatnot. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've changed so much in that time. Things have happened. Yeah. I feel like I've gone to war and I've come back. Okay. I probably should not be saying that. That's probably, <laughs> that's oh, probably not a fair comparison to making. Quote that everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like I've had this, I don't know, life changing but experience, yeah. This experience, and I feel like I'm a different person. And maybe to the my friends here, I'm no different. I'm the same person. Maybe very well could be possible. But yeah, I just feel like it feels like I've gone through through so much, and yet nothing has changed. I feel like especially for you, because technically you've been you've been away from Toronto for much longer than I have. Well, another two months. I mean, no. I mean, we didn't wait. What? The la- oh, like since I left? Yeah, yeah, because like I left for Singapore for a job two and a half years ago. Okay, whereas yeah. you left almost four years ago. Almost four years ago now. Yeah, four and a half. I don't know something three, like that. Like three and a half. Yeah. yeah, and like you've gone through huge developments in your personal life, your professional life. Yeah, and yeah. What the heck? I don't know. I I feel you. Like the way I would equate it is almost like I went on like a two month long like backpacking trip where yeah. I had not not zero uh like communication with my friends back in Toronto, but yeah. less than normal. Yeah, yeah. And you're just back from vacation and they're like, oh yeah, everything's everything's back to normal. Yeah. It's I mean, so weird. Like I don't want to diss anyone for sure or anything, but I feel like I've lived 10 oh, years. Oh shit. If that makes any sense. Like I've just had 10 years worth of experiences in the time. And I come back and it's just been like nothing's changed for. Yeah. I think, I think it's hard to say, that, I don't know, maybe it's crass to say that you've improved while you're gone, while you've been gone, but it's clear to it's really easy to say that you have experienced many, many things yeah. that you normally wouldn't be able to. And I feel the same way. Like I realize something I ask other foreigners now when they come to Singapore, because okay. Okay, the, the default question is like, oh, like, why are you in Singapore? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The question I always followed up with is, oh, is this your first time moving to a new city or country? Okay. Because it really speaks volumes to like how they are as a person and also their experience. Yeah. And so I have no idea where I'm going with this. I don't know. It's, <laughs> okay. just, it's just something I ask people. And and I don't know. I think it it, it describes them a lot. Okay. Like hearing if this is their first time moving somewhere or if they've yeah been doing this for a yeah. while. Because I don't know. I feel like your life experiences, I don't know, grow exponentially if you go abroad. 
Yeah. Not to say that you have to go abroad, but it's it's really hard to go out of your comfort zone if you're in your own city. Yeah. Or like going abroad forces you to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like you have no choice unless you just give up and move back like right away. Yeah. I guess but, so. Uh, that's okay. I mean, like I, I've heard people that do that because they couldn't handle it. And then they try yeah. again, maybe like a year later or two yeah. years later yeah. and then they thrive. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Anything else surprising? Um, it's cold. It's cold <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. I, it wasn't snowing when I came back to Toronto, but like it's, it's been snowing all day today yeah. and we went for a hike together. You forgot how cold it is? Man, it's freaking cold. Yeah, it's really cold here. You didn't wear boots. You wore sneakers on our hike. I didn't know we'd be going on a hike. Sorry. We're going to a cottage where like... <laughs> 99% of the population is white. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it's going to be cold. And this man shows up in shoes. God forbid. Yeah, I know. Did you even bring a scarf? No. Wow. I don't wear scarves. Oh my gosh. What about your gloves? I didn't bring them either. Are you a true Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. That's what all those people were asking me. Questionable. Oh my Questionable. God. How about oh. you? Anything else? Uh... Yeah. The, the other surprising thing actually is like... I don't know how to put it, but yeah, how, how easy it was in a sense Okay. to transition to coming back. Oh, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, what, what way exactly? Um, cause like the first time I went to Japan, like obviously I never lived there. Everything's new. Yeah. So Got to figure out every last thing, how to take the bus, how to read the signs, read the signs, how to register for this at city hall, how to rent an apartment, how to stamp your thingy. Yeah. <laughs> and there was just like a lot of things to learn mm-hmm. in a sense. There was like a huge adjustment period. But when I came back, obviously I'm like, I'm from here, I suppose. Yeah. So there was just like, there was even less time it took to adjust and i thought but from like that lifestyle in tokyo yeah of like living in this crammed little apartment walking 10 15 minutes each way to do my groceries yeah only being able to buy enough to fill up my backpack carrying it home all the way and then cooking and doing that like two or three days a week yeah to this life of living in this huge house like more than you would actually need yep driving everywhere um, like loading up your car with groceries, driving back, loading up your car with groceries. I forgot what that's like, right? Not even that. So like to go to this cottage, we went to Costco. Yeah. And oh, that's another thing. That, that's another thing. Costco's a trip. Yo, Costco, yo, that shit's lit. What's going on there? It's like, yeah, they're just like huge portions. Yeah. And then just the sheer size of it and the like. The fact that everything's excelled in Canada yeah. compared to Singapore and Japan, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I have this one friend that hasn't really been to North America. And I sent her a picture of uh, the chicken aisle <laughs> in Costco. And I'm like, have you ever seen so much chicken meat in your life? And she's like, what the what fuck? The? That's like... Because <laughs> it's literally like, I don't know, maybe like 150 kilograms of just yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like the whole meat aisle at the grocery store is like I go to chicken thighs. It's just chicken thighs. <laughs> yeah. And they're packaged like 50 thighs <laughs> yeah, per yeah. box. I forgot. I can only buy two at most at the store in Japan. Yeah. I just, it's so annoying because like 
I complain about it when I was in Singapore, right? Like when I have guests over, I want to, or I want to cook a lot at once. I had to yeah. buy like four or five, six individual packages. Yeah. Whereas at Costco, <laughs> one would be like not even enough. borderline too much. Oh, yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, it'd be overkill. But yeah, man, Costco's awesome. Like, f- is it awesome? I think it's awesome. I, I would buy a membership just to, like experience Costco. I bring think- all my foreigner friends. <laughs> not that <laughs> go on a oh, tour. Not that I have many foreigner friends in Canada. That's another thing. In Singapore, I yeah, I don't know. I would say like two thirds of my friends are like from outside of Singapore, and then a third are Singaporean. Yeah, but in Canada, we're all Canadian. Like we're we're a city of full of immigrants, but like we're, we're many. Yeah, basically all my friends were born in Canada. Yeah, and yeah. So, so is, so is it that you don't have any foreign-born friends, or that I don't know? Because I feel like in Canada, it's almost like anyone could be Canadian, arguably. So yeah, but that's like another thing. Okay, let's say you start working in Singapore in a professional setting, and a third to a half of your coworkers, yeah, are foreigners. Yeah, in Canada. Oh, impossible you, yeah, yeah impossible no way <laughs> it's yeah you like maybe 10 20 percent at most at at the very most yeah i mean i've worked for like two or three companies and i would say five percent maybe yeah. even less for certain companies that's yeah. a bit closer to the norm yeah but i agree i mean i had my very normal life in Singapore, you know. Yeah. I take the elevator downstairs. I walk <laughs> that over. Sounds very normal. I walk over to my hawker center. Yeah. I give them four dollars and fifty cents. And you get a meal. Get a nice big plate of food. Yeah. Bring it back to my house, you know, turn on the AC because it's blistering <laughs> hot outside. <laughs> and like wipe the back sweat off. Oh my God. Let's let's not get into that. Okay. But yeah, exactly. It's it's such a different way of living. But it is, yeah, yeah. How, man, I don't even know if we can cover all of this in this episode. But how has um, living with your parents been? Um, this, this could probably go down a whole other rabbit hole. But yeah. like, one one like it's nice to be home. Like let's let's make that clear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna same. say like I'm not, I'm like unhappy to be home. No, it's great. Same 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 same. Um, the the other like fortunate or unfortunate thing is i think because i'm almost like a guest now in the house oof this makes any sense oof right i don't technically live there i'm just there for like a month um i get treated in a sense in a way that like they do way more than they actually should for me i feel Um, yeah like i still do my own uh laundry and make my own bed and do well should we have a dishwasher so everything just gets put in the dishwasher now yeah um try to do that but like obviously it doesn't make sense for me or because they're retired now too to have me cook when they're they just have time and they like cooking and stuff yeah um so for me it's sort of weird because it's it's just like allowed me to put or and that's also just been busy with end of year at work, mm-hmm. but to put like a hundred percent of the time into work. You workaholic. It's sort of sad. Like it's like, wake up, work, come down, eat lunch. It's already made for me. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> go back up, work, come down, eat, an, eat a freshly cooked dinner. Yeah. Go back up, work. And that's and, it. And sleep. And sleep and repeat, like rinse and repeat. Yeah. And I don't know. It's sort of a shame because like, 
I feel bad. It's like, I'm, I'm back. Oh, right. And it's like, shouldn't I be spending more time with them? Yeah. But at the same time with like, they, they're, they are obviously older, so they don't really want to go out and do things like normal. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. what can you really do? Yeah. And like with, with aging parents, it's like, do you want to go out and eat super greasy food or like unhealthy food? Yeah. Every single meal. Like yeah. you can't, you can't really do that with your parents. Um, but I, I agree. I completely agree. How many, okay. How many weeks are you staying in Canada for this trip? I think five. I think I, I looked at the calendar. No way. I'm, I'm actually out of the country out of japan for eight weeks holy crap yeah i was i remember leaving and being like oh my god i won't be here for eight weeks your poor rent yeah it's two months down down the drain drain yeah um yeah i was like that's crazy so the first was in the states and the seven at home and then i was actually looking at the calendar the other day and it's only three weeks till i go back it passed by really quickly right yeah and i'm like so i'm already fit five eighths done yeah. This trip here. That's like insane. You've done the going down the stairs, eat lunch, go back upstairs, yeah. work. I've done that routine dinner. for like three weeks in a row. How many? Okay. So I, I'm back for 28 days. So about okay. four weeks in total. Yeah. And I was able to, not able to, but like I basically took most of that off. Yeah. I've only had to work three days or four days yeah. out of the, my four weeks in Canada. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. That's nice. And you're not slaving away. You're slaving away. All right. How many, how many actual like vacation weeks are you taking from Canada, uh, from, from your job? Um, I think I'm only really going to take the last week of the year. Wait, what do you mean? So you're, so you're in Canada for eight, sorry, seven weeks. Yeah. And you're only off for one. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Why did you come to Canada? I know. Right. Sometimes I'm like, I like, if anything, it's worse actually because with the hours, yeah, it fucks you up. I'm sorry for any uh, coworkers listening to this, but it's like because I work with people in North America, they can ping me day and night. Yep. Whereas in Japan, at least during my day, it's like they're all asleep, so I have the freedom to not be pinged. Yep. Yep. Um, and you have like six hours to reply to them. Yeah. Because they're not gonna be all. I yeah. love that. Oh, I love that. I oh. Love i i don't know like i i think things will get a lot lighter at work this week the second last week of the year yeah um but it's just hard to take time off with the demands on the team Mm. things are ramping up i guess yeah and like i feel bad because obviously i wish i could take the time off yep um but like there's I don't, I don't know how to put it. There's too much to lose. Oh, yikes. It's, it's a sad truth. If I don't like try my hardest <sighs> at work and I feel yeah. bad, I feel like, like, like you said, with how tough things are getting here with things getting more and more expensive. Yeah. Like housing up. Yeah. Whatever. 20% over the past year. I feel like I've been given a shot to make it like, this is your chance. And y- you can actually have a chance at maybe living a life, like buying a house and all the things that my parents were able to do in, in Toronto, in Toronto. Oh, like I have this chance, but 
to make it, you're going to need to work really hard for yeah. four years. Yeah. Like day and night, some weekends, just work your butt off. It's almost a bit sad when you think about it. Cause it's sad. It's sad. You, I was having this conundrum the other night Yeah, of like, I don't know. How come, how come this has to be it? How come I need to sacrifice so much just for this hope of being able to have the same things that my parents could have it's 30 years ago. It's almost like, Hey mom, I'm in Toronto work, uh, working. Thanks for cooking meals for me. But I don't have time yeah. to be in front of you because I need to get this performance bonus at my company, which means I need to be working an extra 30, 40% yeah. day in, day out. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot to swallow when you actually realize like, what you're sacrificing for it. Yeah. Because we, cause we just, have so little time. But you think, yeah, there's probably only, sad truth, there's so many more times in your life, hours, that you're going to see your parents. Yeah. And we're, we have to give it up. Um, I mean, you have to give, give it up. I'm, <laughs> I'm only working three days out of, t- out of four weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I am taking the pager for, okay. I think, New Year's. Taking the pager for New Year's too. Yeah. But I'm taking the APAC pager. Ah, so lucky guy. Yeah, I. Wait, I, oh, I, oh. I, I, I'm in charge of a lot less things compared to the global team. So, like overall team. Yeah. So I'm like super little chance, super small chance that I'll get paged. Okay. Oh, lucky guy. Yeah, I'm fine. What else? Yeah, it just feels like this treadmill is getting faster and faster, and yeah, <sighs> things I'm tired. are still. Oh man, you're tired. Has coming to t- Toronto actually tired you out more? Maybe this should be our last question because there are, there are some cinnamon rolls waiting downstairs. There are, are some cinnamon rolls. Dude, we were going to take a half break halfway. But I know, we I, never did. I know, we, we, just, we just started talking. Oh, dude, I really want those cinnamon rolls. I so, do too. As our last question, has coming to Toronto tired you out? Has it tired me out? I guess it's tired me out in that it's just, it's, it's, it's like a blessing and a curse. Mm. Um, there's more overlap with the team at work. Oh, okay. Cause they're all based in North America. Yeah. And what that means is I can meet with them a lot more, learn from them a lot more and just get like ramped up on stuff so much faster. Yeah. The downside of it is that the hours just go up with that. Yeah. You're basically working three time zones in a sense, in a sense. Yeah. yeah it's a lot work with everyone. Yeah. In a sense. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And For yourself. Me, it's, it's been pretty good. I think, I mean, my mom listens to this podcast. So like uh, now that I live back at home with her, it's. <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> I love you, mom. Food, amazing. Uh, oh, everything just perfect. Perfect. But I mean, like my mom and I, we've haven't lived together for two and a half years. And yeah, when I did live in Toronto, we didn't. Not that we didn't get along, but like there would definitely be arguments, like small petty arguments all yeah, the time. Yeah, of course. And that has not changed whatsoever. <laughs> it's not like... First not day like, back. Alex, you didn't put your shoes away properly. <laughs> like part of me is just like, mom, we're back. We're seeing each other for the next four weeks out of like... I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just like let it go. Years. Let's let's just... It's fine. You know, leave it be. You know, I'm sorry. You can yeah. apologize too, please. And yeah, like it's fine. Um, Professionally, it's been fine. Uh, what's really cool is that a few coworkers that work in the east, uh, eastern time zone, 
they messaged me and they're like, yo, Alex, oh. are you, are you working from the New York office? And I'm like, cause I, that's what I put on my status just because it's in the same time zone. You put New York? I put New York because what? I put Eastern. I don't know. But they were like, oh, are you in the New York office? You want to go for a coffee? And these are people I almost never meet. I almost oh. never talk to, but they're on like sister team of oh, me. Okay. Okay. And so, man, it's just kind of cool that, um, I don't know. There's when you work at a company's, there's such a high chance of your team being good and other teams being uh, like not as good communicative, communicatively or like culturally not as good. Yeah. But having these people reach out to me and they're like not that related and they just want to meet and like catch it up and like meet me. It's super cool. It gives me like a lot more confidence that the, the company I'm working for is, is good. Like Aww. top to bottom. That's true. It's, a, it's really good to see that. Yeah. No matter where you go in the world, that the talent is there and that, yeah, people are friendly and want to connect. All right. Let's go downstairs, eat some cinnamon rolls. All right. Time Thank for the you. cinnamon. Oh my gosh. Rolls. You're tapping the table so much. Sorry. I know it's probably sounding terrible on the mic. So I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to Far From Home Podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to us more, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, all the streaming platforms. And we will catch you on the next ones. Woo! Bye.